This is an excerpt from my story, Down with the Sickness. A figure dressed in black walked down the dimly lit alley, staying in the darkest shadows. Several feet behind, a man crept along and pulled a gun from his pocket. He lunged for the person in black, but found himself holding only a jacket, not his would-be victim. Cursing, he looked around, and something flashed in front of him. He tried to speak, but gurgled instead, blood spurting from the fresh gash on his throat. Visit MythMart at www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. This is My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm Kevin, and joining me today, as usual, per usual, and per, per uh, you know, just because he's awesome, Mr. Christian Accorda. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. How are you gentlemen doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. And by we, of course, I mean my son, my spawn, Elijah. <laughs> how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Doing really good. It's been a weekend. It's been... It's been, you know, it's been nice yesterday. I braved the mall a little bit, which I don't know why I did. <laughs> well, I know why I did because I needed to go get some Lego. And there you um, go. it was it was crazy. It was insane. It was massive. And I do not recommend to anybody to go to the mall right now. And if you do go to the mall right now, please be nice to the people who work there. Yes. Be nice to the to the um customer people who work these retail jobs, especially around this time of year. Be nice to all the workers that you encounter around this time of the year. Be nice yeah. to people in yeah. general. Be nice to people in general, but especially this time of year, everyone's on edge. Everyone has that, you know, everyone's really busy. Everyone's doing these things. Yeah. Take time, be nice. You know, I was talking to the girl at the Lego store. Um, we were just hanging out and she, you know how they get it like, design their own little like minifigs to put on their outfits or whatever she had a really cool one i don't know if you know the singer phoebe bridgers mm-hmm. yeah she had a really really cool minifig and it had like you know she was in the little skeleton costume and she had the blonde hair i think she used the vicky Vale hair from oh, that's cool and i saw it and i was like she, she was checking you know we were you know, i was purchasing uh set and um i was like i like your i like your minifig and she's like oh thank you i was like phoebe bridgers and she's like how did you know? I was like, it's Phoebe Bridgers. I love Phoebe Bridgers. She's awesome. She's amazing. And she's like, she's like, you're the first person to say that. You're the first person to say nice, you know, to just say hi and just talk about this mini thing. And I was like, oh, well, you know, um, it just made me feel good that she was super happy. And so just be nice to people. Talk to them. That's like the really the easiest thing to do is just to, to reach out and say something nice to a stranger and it goes a long way it really goes a long way um i i you know it's funny because i told my class i am the type of person who will like um hey cool shirt to like a complete stranger um and my class was like they're like (laughs) like well you know i i don't worry (laughs) none of you are wearing cool shirts but 
<laughs> yeah, I've I've seen him do it before. Like both people there were at Comic Con or even just at the mall or something. He yeah. sees something Star Wars or whatever that something that catches his eyes. He'll tell him, "Hey man, nice shirt." And they'll always yeah, say, oh, thanks man, like that's awesome. Yeah, um, Dana's hair is always like a crazy color. Oh, really? uh, and right and even when it fades it's like this really pretty pastel so yesterday we were out and so one of the employees at the store like came running she was like oh hi i just wanted to tell you awesome. your hair is really pretty i just oh, want to wow. tell you your hair is really pretty and it was so sweet like it, everywhere we go there's always somebody complimenting her hair that's so awesome man it's really and it cool. doesn't take long to do it takes like yeah. two minutes two yeah. seconds like 30 seconds yeah. be nice to people um yeah. and i hope everyone's having a good and safe holiday um and I'll, you know as usual if you guys are listening to this please um like subscribe wherever you're listening to leave comments uh, let us know how we're doing um and, and and share the show share the show on facebook twitter and whatever social media you use share the show just you know a simple share can actually get us to more listeners yes um and it helps us out a lot so we mm-hmm. really really appreciate that um on today's show we're actually going to be talking about our favorite kind of i don't want to say holiday movies but favorite christmas slash wintertime movies so the kind of movies that we like to enjoy when the weather gets cold outside and they could be christmas related they could be not you know um we each came up with a list of five movies uh, except for elijah he just has some that he's going to throw out there yeah that's fine we're also going to talk about you know if you like a specific album or something or something like that that you just like to vibe on during this time of year um yeah we'll be talking about those a little bit later on in the show but first we have some news we want to cover we have some things we need to talk about and listen i know we've been talking your guys' ears off about it you guys are probably sick of hearing about dc and what's going on <laughs> at DC right now but find it fascinating and with the show called american life you know my american life as a public nerd we got to talk about it it's just gonna happen and hopefully hopefully things kind of get back on course a little bit better so we're you know i I don't want to be talking about this drama, you know, a year down the road. Hopefully by the end of, you know, next year, everything will be figured out. You know, by next summer, we'll have it all set and good to go. Um, but let's talk about some some of the stuff that, that's come out. So this past week, there was a report in The Hollywood Reporter uh, that kind of listed a bunch of, um, most of them are rumors. I think one of them is most likely confirmed 100%, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, even James Gunn took to Twitter and was basically like, yeah, some of this stuff is true. Some of it is false, and some of it we don't know yet. So he's even, but he hasn't, he wasn't specific as to what. Um, he's adamant that they're going to be taking their time. They won't know for a while because they want to service the character. They want to do what's right for the characters and the company, of course. I mean, you know, it is a business. They want to make sure that they're making fans happy as well as investors happy. And that's the way it goes. Um, so the big one, I, th- I think the 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 main one that we do know is all but true is or is pretty much true is Wonder Woman three has been axed, canceled. Patty Jenkins has walked away from Wonder from the Wonder Woman sequel. Um, so as somebody who personally wasn't a huge fan of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, um, and as you know, obviously it came out in a weird time. It came out during COVID, so it did a. Did it do a day and date release on HBO Max and theaters, or was that a? I can't remember. Was theaters open yet? I I don't remember exactly. I think like it was really limited, but I I watched it on HBO Max. Okay, yeah, that's as far as yeah, so did we. Yeah, I I would have seen it in theaters had they would. We would have. So I I think it might have just been an HBO Max thing. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think uh. 
yeah, as someone who wasn't a massive fan of that movie, I still think there was a lot of energy left with the character. There was a lot of stuff that could be done with the character. I was actually looking forward to a third Wonder Woman outing because I think Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gadot I think. Um, I think she's incredible as Wonder Woman. I think yeah. Patty Jenkins is a good director. I think um, the first Wonder Woman is one of my favorite DC films, one of my yep. favorite comic book movies. So yep. well done, so really good. And um, apparently she turned in her script. They didn't like it. And she walked away from the project. She, I don't think they it fired her. They didn't like it, that it didn't fit in with it didn't, what they were planning for the future right. DC installments. Right, but it fit in with the story she was telling and the character yes. that she has carried along up until now, uh, which kind of brings up an, another interesting point. But I think... Um, I think she was totally right. You know, I think, hey, she's shepherded this character since the beginning. She had an arc she wanted to tell. Apparently, they didn't want to finish that arc. So she walked. Completely understandable. Um, Christian, what are your thoughts on that? Are you, uh, you know, did you think there was potential there? Were you excited for it? Uh, yeah. I, I, too, was not a fan of 1984. I also was a huge fan of the first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. So I, I feel like there it's like 50-50 at this point, right? He um, has the best theme song in the DCEU. Yeah. Just and it, I, I can't do it yeah. for too long. But, <laughs> yeah, it's um, so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it gets me hyped up. Um I it's it's a it's a difficult thing to say. I I, I um am kind of bummed because I, I too really like Gal Gal Good Good Dut, if I'm trying to say it the way she says it. Um so I just I what I hope and like I think like the bigger picture thing that I think we're we're alluding to eventually is that there the rumors are that this might just be a cold reset for like right. the the DCEU and by that everybody's kind of getting like the, this is their last movie like Momoa um Cavill you know obviously Ezra Miller um but I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because I really like. I think if there was anything that was really, really good from the Snyder universe, that which first of all, I'm not the biggest fan of. I think, admittedly, and that's not that's not a secret. Um, The best thing they did was their casting. Um, I, Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill, who, who in Hollywood could be a better Superman than Henry Cavill? You know, nobody. um, Nobody. Gal, Gal, at when was first cast, it was questionable, but like my God, she won everybody over. Uh, she's fantastic as Wonder Woman, and I can't picture anybody else. Momoa, I'm kind of on board because there are rumors that Momoa might be recast as Lobo, which yes. I always thought from the very very beginning. Like I feel like whoever created Lobo back in the 70s or 80s was from the future, and they're like, there's <laughs> going to be this guy, Jason Momoa, and he's like a superhero already. He's going to yep. be the space biker. Going back to Wonder Woman, though, it's it's kind of difficult for me. I what My hope is that, like, you know, maybe Jenkins' script got canned, but they still do something with this Wonder Woman I just, I don't know how I feel about the cold reboot. I get it. I get it because it's baggage. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's such, it's such a big thing with, with the, I, I don't want to say failure, but you know, like it didn't live up to what everybody was thinking, Black Adam. Right. right? And I, from what The Rock was saying and how this was going to be a pivoting point for the DCEU and this is now going to kind of establish where we go moving forward bringing back Henry Cavill and you know what I mean with all the reports of him having like a new contract, him leaving the Witcher and, you know, 
Yeah. What everybody assumes is leaving The Witcher for Superman. And now this news is pretty crazy. So I, I think it, it does hurt hearing about it, even though I wasn't a big fan of the Snyderverse. There were a lot of things that I think were kind of working and could have been pivoted. I also understand like having to leave everything behind and like just starting fresh, mm-hmm. you know, um, with, with, um, oh my God, with Gunn and Saffron, right? Is his name? Yeah. Coming yep. They, they couldn't just like, if, if they're going to take over and, and really establish something, they have to make big changes, right? Mm-hmm. This is, we're seeing this across the board. Zaslav just came in earlier this year. We have, um, you know, um, Oh my god, back at Disney. Oh my god, I can't think of his name. Iger. Right now. Iger oh, coming back. Yeah. So there's just a lot of like JPEG removed from CEO. I yeah. Bye bye mm-hmm. JPEG. So um, so I don't I don't know. It's just JPEG there's, there's... made the power moves. He didn't do the right power moves. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. No, Iger made the power moves. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I don't know. It's it, it's still yet to be seen what he's gonna do, but you know, when with with somebody taking over like that, big changes have to be made. Otherwise, what's, what's the point of them coming in, right? So, I trust Gun because, like, he has not done like you don't bet against him at this point, at, as far as I'm concerned. Well, so, you don't. I just here's the thing too: like, if they're doing a cold reboot, what about Peacemaker? Yeah, I have to. I have to assume we're getting Peacemaker season two. Yeah, and that, you know that one thing's mean. in the report. I mean, there hasn't been anything announced at all for Peacemaker season two. There was an announcement that James Gunn was working on a season two at one point, but at what about this the juncture, Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, right. we, we, but that, you know, that's the whole thing. We we don't know, and I think, well, I think I think Suicide Squad is far enough removed from the Snyderverse, the yeah. Snyder films, that they could continue it, especially right. with Peacemaker and stuff. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, and I think you're absolutely correct when they talk about the casting, right? Like the casting is spot on for every single character that Snyder cast actor has been is just 100% the yeah. character. Superman, uh, Cavill, uh, even Gal Gadot. I'm wondering if this means that, you know, she's completely walking away. Like, because apparently it didn't fit in with the vision of the new DC, you know, the new DC universe. Um, but they never said if... Um, they just wanted something a little bit different for the character or if they right. were just scrapping it all together, you know? Um, so I don't know if that means, you know, good dot's going to be gone. Like, I mean, I, I honestly don't see her if, if, if uh, Jenkins, I know she's been in other movies as wonder woman, you know, that weren't directed by Patty Jenkins, but Patty Jenkins has, like I said, you know, shepherded all the wonder Woman. So I don't know if Gal Gadot's going to come back. I don't even know. If the she other wants to come back. movies with her and they weren't as good. As well, right. Her. Exactly, and that's the thing. I also kind of wonder with Jenkins walking away like that, is that, you know, through her, since the beginning of the first Wonder Woman, how many times has, like, the CEO changed, right? How many yeah. times have the people in, in charge of, like... It must DC? get frustrating. And... Yeah, so how much of it was, like, whatever, dude, you're going to be gone in, like, a couple months anyway, yeah. so... So, no, yeah, I completely understand that. And, and it also, you know, so I... I kind of so so I, I heard that you know Cavill's filmed the cameo for the Flash, um, so has you know, obviously you know Netflix Batman things like Can that. Can we finally see do the we, race? Yeah, but do we think that um, that's going to be the reset? Like, can they? Obviously, they could do it, right? Flashpoint, right. it's yeah. going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
And I think that's the perfect time to do it. Um, we'll see if they actually do do it. Um, but yeah, the uh, other rumor was the Momoa as Lobo. Momoa <laughs> dropping Aquaman and doing Lobo. And I think that's a super inspired casting. It's a good choice, like you said. Yeah. Um, and I hope that's that comes to fruition. Um, and again, you know, he, he, he also filmed a cameo in The Flash. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it's going to be a complete reset of everything, I think, in The Flash. But how, how would that make sense? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah I know what you're what saying. You mean, like, how? How would they reset? To, no, not the reset the to have cameo. Momoa change characters in the same universe. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't No, I don't mean that. I don't mean I, that. I mean, I, they're not going to have him come in as Lobo in The Flash I know. and Aquaman. So wait, what are you trying to... How are they... How is Momoa going to cameo in The Flash? It's in the same universe. Yeah, he's still Aquaman at this point. But so, so. it doesn't really make any sense. Like Superman, it does make a little bit of sense, but how... Well, don't Aquaman... you remember the end of Peacemaker? No. Well, a little bit. Remember yeah. who shows up at the end of Peacemaker and the two are like... Oh, yeah. Joking with each other? Like, I mean... They they're fr they know each other. Yeah, they're teammates. Yeah. They're technically they're teammates, still teammates. You know, so. they're part of the Justice League. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, that'd be the perfect opportunity for them to change some things up. And so, one rumor I heard was that I don't remember their names, and forgive me, but the directors of Batgirl met. Oh with, yeah. Met with Gunn this week. And oh, did they? Yeah. So also rumors are that they well, it's not even rumors. They they've kind of publicly said that they want to do a Batman Beyond uh, film. Well. I heard that was already scrapped. So, right. Yeah. But then also, if there's any, like, buddy who's, like, the king of, who champions these obscure That's characters, true. it's That's James true. Gunn. So if, I think, that could be really interesting. I'd love to see that. Dude, I would love to see that. And there's a rumor with, you know, obviously Michael Keaton coming back and mm. even uh, Michelle Pfeiffer returning as Catwoman, which Ooh. would be something, <laughs> something else. But then again, these are all rumors, right? So, like, right. we don't know anything. Um, are they still going to be doing anything with Blue Beetle? Yes, Blue yes. Beetle. They released a poster for that. Yeah. Um, so, I think um, the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about real quick is the um, obviously Man of Steel sequel, probably not happening any, anymore, um, as well as a Black Adam sequel. Um, so, there's been some kind of back and forth between the trades and insiders and people who work at Warner Brothers and The Rock himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, so he took to Twitter and said that Black Adam is profitable and it's going to profit Warner Brothers, what, 50 to $70 million about. Um, just a couple things about that real quick. Yeah. Number one, a 50, 50 to $70 million profit is not going to get you a sequel, my guy. No. Sorry. It just doesn't happen. Like it, uh, that much profit is just, no, it's not going to get you a sequel. It's just not the way it works. Um, and I, I just have, I, listen, I'm going to come out and say that I've said it before. I think Black Adam's a bad movie. I yep. think it's a horrible movie. I think it's, yep. um, I don't think it, it, um, it didn't try anything new or different. And, and it just, it, it doesn't have to do anything new or different, but it, it felt like it was just, it was totally a, um, it was a passion project for him, but it was also a vanity project for The Rock, for him to show off how badass he can be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we've talked about his ego a little bit on the show already before. 
Um, and I just don't, I, I think he's letting that kind of get in the way of saying, hey, like the movie didn't do well. You're probably not going to get a sequel. Deal with that. And I feel like it's almost the same thing as a Snyder cult where it's getting to a point to where people just refuse to see what's right in front of them and they're going to champion and they're going to keep pushing and it's going to become another release the Snyder cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> release Black Adam 2. It was profitable. You have all these numbers. Um, I don't know why they can't just come up with a or, you know, why they can't say Warner Brothers can't just come out and say, hey, this is how much the movie made. This is how much it costs to make. There's no way we're, we're going to make another one or we're not. You know, simple as that, you know, instead of these kind of two sides, you know, these, you know, it's almost like this, this tug of war inside of Warner Brothers, you know, especially with James Gunn coming in. And it was even a, a, a big deal for The Rock to get Henry Cavill to come back. You know, there was a back and forth. You know, he got told no like a million times. He got his way. And of course, Cavill came back. And now it's being taken away again. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I honestly don't see that that franchise going forward anymore. Like, I think it's dead in the water. I don't think it was well received enough to uh, warrant a sequel. And I don't think it's worth making a sequel to, to be honest. Um, what are your thoughts, Christian? Do you, I would, are you, would you look forward to a Black Adam 2 if they were to make it? Do you think it, it's, it's a possibility? I would. I, I think there's two, there's, so there's a couple of things here. First of all, like, I, I feel like maybe the thing that they want, could do is just not make a sequel, but put him in other movies. You know what I mean? Right. Um, two, and maybe this is like a, maybe three things, but two, he Something. kept making the comparisons to the first Captain America. Like the yeah. numbers were the same. There was a different time. Man, it was a different time, and the budget was completely different. But they it did, was different, yeah. And they were they were still kind of launching their whole universe, yeah. Right, so it was yeah. still like fresh, new. It was a second, well, I count the Hulk, whatever, but the second right. mainstream MCU movie. So I think also of like between Cap and Thor and Iron Man, like those first three. I think Cap was like the lowest like yeah. box office. I I love the first Captain America. Oh, movie. same. It's um, amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but I, I don't think that's a fair comparison to it. On the other hand, like making the argument that like it was a bad movie, so it shouldn't have a sequel. Like I, you could make that argument for Wonder Woman too. Like 84 was not a good movie. Oh, right? you can't. No, absolutely. Right. Absolutely, but but then like the first movie was good. So like, you know, it's a coin flip at that point. I, I my whole thing is, you know, if 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 that was the thinking. God, uh, like, I, I hate saying this. Like, theoretically, Logan should have never happened, right? With was, the, the failure of that first right? Wolverine movie. Yep. Like, how did we get two more sequels Absolutely. off of that god-awful X-Men Origins movie? You know, and thank God, thank God, like, Fox is willing to gamble. Well, I, I do feel like, though, with that, I feel like with that, you've had multiple people behind the scenes trying to do, trying to figure out what went wrong and what happened. Mm -hmm. And fixing it and create, you know, this character is so beloved. And I don't think it was necessarily Hugh Jackman that was on the forefront of all of that. I think other people were in charge of this character and were trying to come up with new ways to kind of reinvent the character every time, right? right. Um, I feel like in something like Black Adam's case, it's a vanity project. It's and I don't mean to bag on the rock, but it's going to be his story. He's going to do the same thing over and yeah. over again, right? Because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And that's where I see the difference there. But I understand what you're saying. I, I completely agree. Like it shouldn't have. 
Um, but I feel like you had people behind the scenes who were really pushing to make it better. I think also Wolverine was already established as an established successful character. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We've seen him in other movies. He was legacy at this point. Uh, we haven't established Black Adam yet. Right. And yeah, you're totally right. Like it's not, there were, there were still three other X-Men movies before X, like Origins came out yeah. to prove that Wolverine is a bankable character. Yeah, um, and, then, and again, thank God, because like Wolverine is one of the, I, in my opinion, one of the best superhero movies. Absolutely. Or Logan, I should Logan. say. Logan. Yeah. I feel like we need Usually. more Quicksilver. And not the MCU Quicksilver, <laughs> the no, X-Men Quicksilver. No, I know. I know we do. Um, yeah. But um, Ralph Boner. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's a the, it's a tough sell. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past DC to to, to I don't know. I, I probably would be very like what they did with, with Superman. He never got a sequel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just threw him in a bunch of other movies and maybe that's what they actually should do for yeah, Black Adam. I, I agree with that. Um, I and I feel that. like Superman should get a sequel. Unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I don't think so either. And um, I think it's just going to be one of those things where obviously we'll wait and see what happens. Cause we have no, again, all these are rumors and you know, I do want to see every single comic book movie succeed. I want to see them all like be good and be successful. Um, but unfortunately, we can't have that. We can't do that. And I understand. Listen, again, I don't mean to pound down on the rock. I'm sure he's a great dude. <laughs> I would be, you know, he seems like an awesome guy. Um, but I feel like, you know, he just needs to back up a little bit and kind of see. The bigger picture, you know, like see the bigger picture and yeah. see it for what it is, and uh, yeah, and that's just that. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, obviously, we have no idea, um, so we will keep you guys updated uh, when we do know. Um, so yeah, so that runs out most of the DC talk. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, as with the DC, no, I mean I think more stuff is going to keep happening. I just it's been such a crazy year for Warner Brothers and DC and like everything that's been going on with them. And like, I think maybe the best thing they can do is just keep playing close to the best of them. And then like, when they have good news, be so public like Warner, about it. Warner Brothers, man, they're, they're, they're digging themselves. Um, whatchamacallit, Legendary Pictures, they left Warner Brothers. So they're the studio behind Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, the, Monster Kong, Universe. the Monsterverse. Uh, they left, uh, they signed a deal with Sony. Um, so they're now at Sony. So I don't know what that means for those characters. Um, but yeah, they signed a deal with Sony. They're no longer at Warner Brothers as well. Um, and speaking of people leaving things real quick, I just kind of want to bring this up real quick. Mike Flanagan has left his deal at Netflix for Amazon. Uh, for Amazon. Uh, so Mike Flanagan, creator of things like Haunting of, on Hill House, um, Midnight Mass. Uh, he also directed movies like uh, Doctor Sleep, and he's directed a couple films. Oh, he also came out with the Midnight Society. Was that what it's called, the Midnight mm-hmm. Society on Netflix? Um, yeah, he signed a deal with Amazon, and uh, he's going to be creating over there now. Um, and rumor has it, actually, it's pretty much been confirmed. He is going to be adapting. He's working on adapting the Dark the Tower. Dark Tower, uh, yeah, for television. Uh, people, some people are really, really excited about it. He said he's um, ran it down with Stephen King. He has a six i think a six season plan with two standalone features um i have not read the books my what wife six is seasons? a huge yes my wife is a huge fan of that series so she's pretty excited but um but that's another big like you know going from one place to another 
Um, so he's going to be creating stuff over at um, at Amazon. So um, should be good stuff over there. We'll see what happens. You know, it'll be funny if it all fails on the first season. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be funny though, Elijah. I know. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be positive here. Good, good for Amazon. I think Amazon kind of needs it. There, I feel like they're just like 50-50. They put out really good stuff and then mm-hmm. really not good stuff. So um, yeah. I think they if they could be more consistent uh with their release. Like the boys, obviously, I still am behind. I know I haven't seen season three and everybody swears by well, it. We haven't even started it. Um I know we haven't even started season three either. Um and then we haven't um, even started season one. Um, Fox Machina, man, so good. Um, what was the other thing? The other animated one in Invincible was Invincible. that was great. Yeah. And then they do like Wheel of Time, which I thought was really bad. And then the Lord of the Rings show, the Rings right. of Power, was, in my opinion, not great. Um, Absolutely, it's what I've heard too. Yeah, from like, you can't just say like we, you can't just throw money at something and then <laughs> make it better. So right. um, maybe some good writing and good talent maybe they could hire some of those ai writers those um, artificial those. intelligence writers maybe they'll improve it um i don't know but yeah that's good for them uh getting getting him to, yeah. to, to jump ship and to join them i think is is really beneficial for them so i hope we, we see the benefits of that absolutely do um, we have any news on the titans no not yet we don't know. We do not know. Um, yeah, I don't think they've gotten into a lot of the age. They're still, they're barely trying to figure out their universe right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, so this past week was also the Game Awards. Um, they um, announced a bunch of um, new trailers dropped for a bunch of games coming out. Um, and I kind of have a list here of just some 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 of the main ones that I wanted to discuss real quick. Won't be too yes. long with this, but um, I was really surprised to see that Hades 2 popped up. Um, I thought that was really, really cool trailer. I thought that was a lot of fun. And that was uh, completely unexpected. What do you think? Did you see that trailer? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm still working on beating the game, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten highest in this household. He has, he has. <laughs> um, and then next is the uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh They're going to be bringing in blasters. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Talk about it, guys. I, I think- did you guys play the first one? Yes, I played it and oh I beat it. I, I love it. Percent gone everything, but I did play and beat it. See, I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, I, and I'm excited to see the return of Cal Kestis. He looks so much cooler this time around with this little like, five o'clock shadow. I know his his uh, <laughs> brother from another mother. Um, yeah, I I am very very. I think that was the highlight for me. Um, for the Game Awards, uh, all They're the reveals. Gonna- they're cool. going to be doing more like a Sekron type of thing where you can have different stances. Oh, that's cool. That'd be cool. That's really so cool. Like um, dual blading, cross guard, all that type of stuff. Uh, the next one I want to bring up is Hellboy. Hellboy, they're coming out the game that's uh, very, very much in the style of the comics. And I think it looks fantastic. We obviously didn't um, get gameplay, really. but As a diehard Hellboy fan yeah. um, with all my Hellboy tattoos, um, I... I, I'm gonna play it. I have to play it. I'm obligated right. to play it. Um, I hope that they work on it a little bit more. It looks beautiful, but then it also looks really stiff. So I'm hoping, mm. I'm hoping that we can add, kind of add to it. But like, if you just press pause, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. So it looks nice. great. 
Yeah. Uh, we got a trailer that almost made me cry at the very end. It did make me cry. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That just, that was like, I was watching it God. and I was like, they had to, they hit like, what are you guys doing to me? Yeah. Um, so Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Um, we got a new trailer um, and we got confirmation that Kevin Conroy uh, is, is his last voice role as Batman in the game. Um, and then the saying, very, you know. Saying his iconic line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he, it cuts to "Thank you, Kevin" at the end. Oh, even like that, Eli. I was like, now it's just sad. <laughs> like, yeah, I was so excited for the trailer. It looks like a lot of fun. I, I really, really like the, um, the, um, you know, Captain Boomerang and the Flash stuff. I thought that was really funny. Um, and the game just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. I we talked about this on the Pastrami um, podcast where we were talking about video games, but there's another. I think it already released the um, Gotham Knights. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, I just then, I'm not like interested same. in playing a Batman game that doesn't have Batman. So I mean. I as cool as like Red Hood is, and as cool cool as like Batgirl and Damien, like I just I like there when the Ar- Arkham games were releasing, there were the games that were being released by um oh my god Rocksteady, uh, Rocksteady, and then there were the ones that were being released by WB Games. Yeah, um, and the Rocksteady games were far superior, and I just feel like it was WB Games just trying to like squeeze more life out of the Arkham stuff. But with this this Suicide Squad game, like having Batman be a boss fight, it seems like that's what it's going to be. Oh my god! Like, yeah, awesome, awesome. Was it just me, or did you guys notice that Batman had some black lenses on? Yeah, yeah, he had the little like. Um, I just love that she's like, "Oh, he doesn't kill people." Hey, how are you? And then like he throws a body down, and then Harley's like, "Are you okay, Batman?" Like that was so funny. That's so good. So good. Um, yeah, the Arkham games were amazing. Like the Rocksteady ones were incredible. They're they're the first games I really actually one hundred percented all the way through, yeah. especially uh, Arkham Knight. Like I got yeah. all the Joker trophies. Um, that was a pain, and you know what? Yeah. So much fun. Um, the uh, Warner Brothers, they did one good, they did this, I think it was Escape from Arkham for the 3DS, which was mm. like a side-scrolling one. But I actually thought that one was actually pretty interesting. I actually really liked that one a lot. That's cool. Movie. I didn't But it was like one. a side-scrolling one. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, Sadly, the most recent Arkham game is not in the Arkham Knights timeline. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't, like, what? you? It's like they kind of tell the line of making it look like it was all the same lineage and then all but it's not like right. i don't it's so confusing it's they, so weird it's so crazy yeah. um and then onto my like so i didn't find out about this one the next morning because i didn't see it that night um but there's a trailer release for judas which is the first time we actually got confirmation on what ken levine was working over at his campfire games um so obviously ken levine creator of bioshock uh, he did the first three game or did the the three games up to infinite left created his own kind of indie studio um, has been kind of teasing something the last few years, um, but now he's announced it. Um, it's Bioshock four <laughs> is pretty much, I mean, yeah. I was watching it. I was like, this is Bioshock, um, but I'm totally here for it. Bioshock it looks, in space, which is logical place for them to go next. Obviously it's not Bioshock. I don't want to start that rumor. I don't think it's Bioshock, mm-hmm. Sadly um, not. but I think it looks very, very interesting. And I heard, uh, you know, I heard a lot of the mechanics in it is literally because one of the 
um, taglines of it is fix what you broke. And I heard a mm-hmm. lot of it is fixing stuff. Like you're literally cool. like a lot of the mechanics are like breaking and fixing things to create new things. Um, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously we don't know a lot about it, but I think it looks really, really cool. Obviously the name Judas, you know, means, you know, certain things to certain people. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Well, we don't have a release date for it. We don't know when it's coming out. Uh, we kind of, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I'm assuming late 2023, 2024 at the earliest, at the earliest. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited for that one. Um, were there any awards? Did you watch the show at all? I, okay, so I did not watch the show, but I very much did see that kid that came yes. up. Oh my! Can we talk about that for a second? Because that is so the game I, of the the game of the year. I would just talk about that that big award. Obviously, what was it? Uh, Elden Ring. Everybody knew that was going to be Elden that. Ring. Yeah, um, that kid came up talking about Bill Clinton. Um, I don't know what what even his whole thing was. I mean, I apparently he was arrested right. Now. Yeah, that was um, like, well, yeah, I. The confidence, though, because like playing it back, you see him walk up, and then he's like patting everybody on the back. Like he was just standing there. Yeah, everyone saw him there. As soon as he gets to the mic, like you see security rush up on the stage, and like I don't know, I'd like to nominate Bill Clinton. I like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I I think he was probably just racking his brain. I gotta say something. I'm up here. Like, I don't know. That was the weirdest like nobody knew what to do like no dude like what do you do like that's insane that's crazy Um, yeah so it's funny though because right before we kind of saw that like right before i heard about that i'm like eli let's try to go to the game awards next year the year after (laughs) let's try to get to the game awards and then i see this kid i'm like that's something you would do so i don't think (laughs) i I am thinking of something i could say speaking of games i was just actually reading an article right before we got started that a um a bunch of families in Canada are suing their creators of Fortnite because they're they're saying that their kids are now addicted to Fortnite um, and they're not taking care of themselves. They're not doing basic they needs like chores and showering. So parents yeah. are legitimately suing Fortnite in Canada. Um, That's in their not Supreme Court. Well. Well, I know, they, but they made it's, it's going to become a thing. I mean, I remember the, the the 90s when Mortal Kombat was getting blamed for everything. Mm-hmm. Any bad thing that happened, it was Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. So, of course, and parents playing video me. games. Well, yeah, but of course, parents playing video games for their, their just not their, their shortcomings as their parents. Shortcomings if as parents. Yeah, so it's normal. It's natural. We go through it every about 10 years or so. So, um, yeah, so um, I'm going to sue Fortnite so that I can get some money. <laughs> don't get much i know i'm not doing fortnite that is not i that, i appreciate fortnite my kids love fortnite so um i do Ellen yeah she that. likes it just fine all right well that, that that about wraps up the kind of the news section um please leave us your comments leave us your thoughts we love to hear what you guys think about dc uh what you guys um think about warner brothers what you guys think about um Mike Flanagan, what you guys are you know if you guys are excited for any of the games coming out that were announced at the game awards let us know um so let's move on to our winter Christmas movie um, countdown. We're going to talk about some of our favorites um, and why we kind of like watching them, you know, this time of year. Because there are certain, so me personally, I'm the kind of person that there are movies that like, I just refuse to watch any other time of year, right? So like, I was talking to Eli earlier, I'm like, take something like The Sandlot. I cannot watch that movie anytime after like 
August or September. Right? It has to be like <laughs> it's summertime. Yeah, June, yeah. July. Um, same with Jaws. Like I'm the same way with Jaws. Like I cannot watch Jaws unless it's summertime. Um, so I have those those kind of movies. Um, so Christian, why don't you kick us off? Um, let's talk about some of your favorite, you know, kind of holiday winter movies. I have I have a short list. There are some that are Christmas. And they could movies. be Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is fine. Um, like, yeah, anything. That- there are some that take place during Christmas, and then there are some that I don't know why it's just become like, uh, like a, the That's thing awesome. that you watch. So, yeah. um, the, obviously, the big one for me is Home Alone. That's like my number one yep. like Christmas movie, which was funny. We were just at Downtown Disney and um, at and like Disneyland today, and they they usually have like paintings of like Miss Marvel or like the Mandalorian, like all their Disney Plus shows. They now have like Kevin McAllister, like oh really? Home Alone. And I'm like, because I know now that they own it, you know, um, it's kind of cool that to see them selling that. Uh, but yeah, I love Home Alone. I, I think that's that's a movie I quote like, "Look what you did, you little jerk." Um, and the, um, what is it? The uh, keep the change, you filthy animal. Yep. Like all, like it's so so quotable. Um, like Dana does that all the time. Every time I'm like, oh, can I try that? She's like, get a plate. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, we quote that movie a lot. I love that. Um, the other one that I love obviously is Elf. Like I, I just think it's a, a a beloved movie. Um, I love Will Ferrell. He always makes me laugh. Um. Mm-hmm. Getting into the movies that aren't necessarily Christmas movies, uh, Batman yeah. Returns. Batman Returns, like I love that movie. Um, I not crazy. Is it a Christmas? Would you say it's a no, Christmas? I movie? I, no, no, um, I would not. I would not. Christmas adjacent. Christmas adjacent. I just, it's like it kind of marries the Batman aesthetic with the Tim Burton snowy aesthetic. Um, you could almost say also Edward Scissorhands because God, I love that movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really think about, it, and I think recently I've just kind of been thinking a lot about Tim Burton because of Wednesday coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about this uh, in class and like me and them, it was funny. I bonded with, with like my figure model and we were, I was like, you know, I'm not the biggest like Tim Burton fan, but you know, I I would say like, you know, like even after all these years, he's just still a phenomenal director. And then like, we started thinking about like, wait a minute, like we go down the list and we're like, oh my God, I do love Tim Burton. Like, I think we, um, I think it's, it's big fish. Okay, um, I was about to say. Mine would have to be Nightmare Before Christmas. He didn't direct that. Uh, but, but it does have his name on the cover. It does. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you? I've been waging this war for years. Yeah. With Mr. Henry Selleck, who deserves the credit. Yes. Uh, but anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. So what would you say is your favorite Tim Burton Oh, movie? Big Fish. Yeah, Big Fish. Yeah, he's a... Yeah. Uh, I, makes me cry like that yeah, movie big fish time. and beetlejuice are like up there on top right. of both of them for completely different reasons yeah um i think my it's big fish batman returns and um edward scissorhands like i still but there's so many good tim burton movies uh but yeah batman, there's something about batman um returns that I just I, I got to go to the premiere of that when I was a kid. Really? Um, my mom, we were uh, this is a quick story. We were driving, and then there's there was this local um radio station called Kiss FM here in Southern California. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Rick D's the weekly top yeah, yeah, 40. I Rick D's. Yeah, so we were driving, it's like maybe 10 or 11. We see them like they they they're um 
broadcasting from a, a gas station that was by our house. So we pulled over really quick and then um my because we were like literally listening live and then yeah. we we pulled over and then we we kind of made our way because there's a bunch of people that were like right by the door. Um it was Rick D's and Ellen K, if you guys remember this is like the oh, yeah. like you know the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Ellen comes out and my mom scribbles on the back of a coupon um two tickets for Batman please and then she hands Ellen K this this coupon and then she was like thank you for this this coupon and my mom's like no turn it around and she was like oh oh she's like come on up and then she brought us in and then my mom was on the radio like she like Rick Dees was interviewing her my mom was talking about how she was a nurse uh, and then they gave us two tickets to the premiere um that is awesome and then i ended up going with my dad um yeah and it was really really crazy it was at the chinese theater in hollywood it was Dude, crazy that's film. awesome that's rad so i've always had that like connection to that movie at least for me uh but i i genuinely love that movie like again danny devito michelle pfeiffer like michael keaton yeah. like it's just they're hamming it up man and it's fantastic yeah it's just too much fun christopher um, walken yeah Chris, yeah come on oh, shrek like that's so good Oh, yeah, yeah it's just a fantastic movie. I love that movie. Um, and then, like, you know, it's more like Dana and her family have kind of got this, but like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings have become like Christmas time, like Hobbit, and at least like you know, like the first Fellowship put that on, and then like a oh, new absolutely. Hope. So Lord of the Rings. So Lord of the Rings is kind of a given around this time of year. People mm. love what that's like a comfort watch for this time of yeah. year. Also. My wife is obsessed with Harry Potter and mm-hmm. she loves watching it all year round, but it's really around this time of year that it becomes like a tradition. Like we yeah. have to watch them repeat, repeat on repeat, like mm-hmm. 100%. Um, more so, than the Christmas story. But they're, but they feel, they feel like winter movie. They are like winter comfy yeah. blanket movies. Same with like Lord of the Rings. Like it's very, mm-hmm. just feels comfortable, feels like, like a warm blanket you know feels yeah. very comforting um so yeah are, are you did, did you yeah no that you go okay, cool um so I have my list my list is kind of a combination of christmas and um and uh, just winter movies in general um you brought up one of them home alone home alone is a classic home alone is one of those movies that if i ever see it on for any reason in like june or july i'm like what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Like I think a Fox family or or what was it Freeform or whatever does like their Christmas in July kind of thing where so they'll oh, play okay. all these Christmas movies in like the middle of July, like dude it's too hot for that like no <laughs> play me like the Sandlot play me these other movies yeah um, another one that that I I love um, so this one is actually Christmas adjacent I'd say it is a Christmas movie but again the debate will rage on about it uh Gremlins I love mm. Gremlins is always a perfect movie it to watch this time of year movie. um I I say that it's a Christmas movie he gets a you know gizmo for Christmas yeah. as a yeah. Christmas present um so I mean it's just one of those listen you can just put it on have fun it's like good combination of horror and comedy mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun it's another movie that just feels like winter like you're watching it and it just feels like a warm blanket. Um, one of my uh, next one is is a Christmas movie. Um, so I did do five total. Um, is a Christmas movie, and it's my one of my favorite versions of the story. Um, and it's also just a fantastic. Christmas I already know what you're going to say. I absolutely agree. Yes, awesome. Christmas Carol. Yes, yes. Like yes. I love that movie so much. It's so funny, and I, I didn't realize just how 
um, until I was a little bit older, like just how kind of the Muppets have always kind of been known for mixing their adult humor with, you know, but how really adult it is. It's a lot of fun. Families can watch it, but there's so many jokes in there that I'm like, whoa, like easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy Gonzo, easy, easy Rizzo. Um, <laughs> but um, it's so much fun. So great. And I, Michael Caine is just, he is the, he is Ebenezer Scrooge to me. When I think of like Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. on any level, I just always think Michael Caine. So I never saw that movie as a child. Like I really? never saw that when it originally originally came out. Dana introduced it to me like re- relatively recently. And I agree. I think it's the best representation of it a is. Christmas Carol uh, mm-hmm. by far. I think the way that Michael Caine plays it as if it's not a Muppet movie and it's just like like he's going for the Oscar. I love it. And I think it's fantastic. That's what they all should um, be. Like, and like so, so many memorable like Come in and get to know me better, man. Like, yeah. just so iconic. It's fantastic. Great so pick. Great. And great some pick. of the, like, the, the designs, especially the design of the Ghost of Christmas Past, mm-hmm. uh, she has that very kind of, uh, she has that uh, early Jim Henson, like that uh, labyrinth kind of yeah. um, uh, dark crystal. It's, it's almost yeah it's almost scary yeah it's almost yeah. it's almost scary it is it is it's actually yeah. kind of creepy i was watching it we watched it again yesterday and i was like man like that that's actually pretty creepy i did watch the uh the extended version is on disney plus now with the song that was cut from the u.s release until hmm. this past week so they restored it and put it in with the movie oh crazy honestly yeah it's a cute it's a cute little song it doesn't really add much to the story per se but it's nah. it's fine <laughs> um <laughs> The uh, my last two are um, uh, Krampus. Like I absolutely love Krampus. I think Krampus is fantastic. Um, I think it's just so much fun. I think Adam Scott is terrific in it. Uh, that cast is amazing. Uh, we like to have uh, uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette's in it as well. Yeah, yeah, she's the wife. Um, it's one of those movies that we actually watch before we go watch Christmas light. Before we go check out Christmas light, so we'll watch it. My kids will get, especially my daughter, she'll get a good little scare. And then we'll go get, look at Christmas lights, drive around, look at Christmas lights, get some crumble cookie and just have a blast. Um, so that's one of our traditions and we love it. Um, so Krampus is up there for me. It's a great, it's a freaking great holiday horror movie too. Like it's very effectively scary. Um, and it's a, just a good movie. Have you seen it? No. No. Okay, um, watch, watch Krampus. Watch Krampus. I gotta check um, it out. Tony yeah, Collette and Adam Scott. How do you go wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, directed by Michael Doubt, Michael Doughty, I think. Uh, who directed Krampus? Sorry, now I'm gonna look because I'm not a very good podcaster apparently, but I'm trying. Um, yeah, Michael, you are a good podcaster. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Michael Doughty. Um, he directed Trick or Treat. He directed. Um, I want to say he did Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, he did Godzilla versus Kong too. Um, so yeah, he's a great director, yeah. a, a great, uh, great guy. So, um, so yeah, that's one. And the very, very last one on my list. Um, so I was kind of torn because Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic. Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those movies that we watch every year, but I always feel like that's a given for pretty much everybody. Right. right? right. Um, so I didn't put that on the list. Um, one of my all-time favorite movies to watch this time of year is The Shining. Ooh. I love The Shining. I think The Shining is great. I think I love watching it more so around Christmas time than I do Halloween. I right. don't really consider it that kind of horror movie. Um, again, the places you're just like stuck in the middle of nowhere, surrounded in snow. Like mm. it's just the most terrifying thing, and it's um, very very effective. This time. Yeah, I went to the Stanley Hotel when I was in Denver. That was really really cool. That was a really really cool visit. Um, 
And um, yeah, it just has that feeling of winter. It just, uh, you know, you feel the madness and the chaos that happens around winter time. Um, you know, when it gets darker earlier and things, you know, especially if you don't, if it's raining a lot or if it's time of year, you're generally not going out as much. So you kind of feel that claustrophobic phobia in there. Um, and it's just a fantastic um, thing. I still need to watch that back to back with Dr. Sleep. That is going to be my next goal this year, which I think we should do. Uh, my daughter is here. She has joined me and she is absolutely <laughs> terrified of Dr. Sleep. Um, yeah, she will not do Dr. Sleep. It's the bathtub. It's the lady in the bathtub, uh, just yeah. like in the show. She will not mm -hmm. watch it. Um, even in the Ready Player One, I think was the first time she ever saw that scene because they, they did that scene that scarred her. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are my five. Um, Elijah, what are some of your favorites to watch around this time of year? So some of my favorite ones, because I have two weeks off and I have a whole bunch of time to watch stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the ones I like to watch are like Die Hard because it, it is a Christmas movie. It, it takes place. <laughs> during a christmas party it's true go ahead yeah continue. and preach <laughs> and one that everybody else here has shared is home alone yeah you gotta watch that one around this mm -hmm. time it's, it's a given and uh, whatever movies you like to watch around this time of year it doesn't have to be christmas remember i know and i this isn't necessarily one movie but i i like to watch it because it's I have the break and it's just something I like to watch. The Star Wars movies. I yeah. I only the Force Awakens for the sequels. I the rest are just eh. <laughs> and cool. then Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Oh, that's a good one. It's an all-timer. Did you have one that you wanted to throw in here, Ali, that you really like watching this time of year? Could be Christmas, could be just winter, it could be just a comfy kind of movie that you like to watch around this time of year. For some reason, I like to watch Little Mermaid around this time. I Little Mermaid. Know. My daughter oh. takes a Little Mermaid. That's actually a good pick, actually. It's a very yeah. comforting watch. Love that movie. Um, so, yeah, let us know, guys, what you guys, um, you know, if you're listening, please let us know what your kind of favorite Christmas uh, wintertime movies are. Um, and and just real quick, Chris, is there any other kind of media that you like to consume this time of year? Like, is there a certain album or a specific video game or TV show or something that you like to immerse yourself in? Um, it, this is just generally the time that I do play video games. I, I The last couple of years, though, strangely enough, throughout the pandemic, I have not been gaming like I normally would. But, you know, they, they, they're they always pushing the big AAA releases like around this time of year for Christmas right. anyway. So I, like, I, I'm always just like binging game after game after game. Um, I, I, I think this year I'm going back to Last of Us 1 um, when I... <laughs> If I get time to play it, um, I just feel bad, man. I, I hustled so hard to get that PS5, and now that I have it, I haven't like I barely played anything. Dude, same. So, yeah, same. My I wife just... hustled for this PS5 for us, and I have barely touched it. Yeah, I pushed the most. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, cool. but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking so a little bit of a some uh, Last of Us is is in order for me. Um, absolutely absolutely as far as music goes i don't there's this old band from the early 2000s called ambulance ltd or okay like, yeah i've heard of them yeah and um yeah. i don't know i don't know why it's, there's not even christmas music but they have like no. like a jingle in their song that kind of makes me feel really holiday sounding even mm -hmm. though it's sad and about heroin addiction <laughs> uh, but it's really pretty somehow so i don't know absolutely no i have a so one of my favorite albums to listen to this time of year it's not even a christmas album not even close to christmas but is uh the, the postal service mm, um, their album give up 
mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. But for some reason, when the weather gets cloudier, overcast, when things get colder, uh, it's like the perfect album to listen to. It kind of yeah. it hits that Seattle vibe perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's just such a beautiful album, and just you can listen to it from beginning to end. Um, and I work outside, so even this time of year, I'm still working outdoors. Like you know, all day. So it's actually, you know, I have my earbuds in listening to music um, and it actually fits the occasion. It fits everything perfectly. Um, and of course, me and my crazy obsession with true crime podcasts uh, actually is perfect for this time of year. I love yeah. it. I, especially living in the Pacific Northwest where it's rainy, dreary, dreary, like you have no idea what's going on in the forest up here. Um, who knows? People could be murdering people. I don't know. <laughs> opinion everyone's getting murdered in every bit in every house so i'm super paranoid about it so it does get dark very quickly not in our house not yet that's why we gotta lock the doors um that's why we have dogs um anyways dogs will dogs yeah that's true don't give it away on the podcast anyways guys um um just real quick did you watch the new pinocchio not yet have you guys yes we watched yeah. it and uh, what's the verdict i absolutely adored it i, I thought it was it. fantastic uh guillermo del toro is he could do no wrong in my opinion like i yeah he hasn't and uh the way he kind of layers his you know he makes he personalizes a story to his kind of childhood in a way um and you you'll notice it if you've seen things like devil's backbone and pad's labyrinth mm-hmm. um just these ideas of kind of growing up in war and stuff like that. Um, It's just a beautiful story. And uh, we all know the story of Pinocchio, but you don't really know until, you know, this isn't the version you think it's going to be. This isn't the story you think it's going to be. It's not Disney. It's not Disney. It doesn't seem like Pinocchio. No, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot scarier. Uh, I don't want to say scary. It's a lot darker. Um, Has a lot more um, just kind of horrifying things in it. And it's like more realistic. More realistic, yeah. So uh, it's really good. Definitely check it out if you guys haven't yet. It's on Netflix. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend the that. Music is the, um, the music is fantastic. Yeah, it is a musical. So there are musical moments, but uh, there's a really, really funny bit. I'm not going to ruin with the cricket, but as soon as you see it, you have to let me know what you think about it. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, it's a good time. It's a, one of those movies that's a perfect watch for this time of year just kind oh, of cool. did a good job as yeah. Jiminy cricket. yeah even mcgregor uh, voices wasn't even Jim- no sebastian was- j cricket um yeah so um anyways yeah definitely check that out if you get a chance i don't know i don't know i don't know um but um yeah so uh christian did you have anything did you have anything you wanted to recommend anything people watch anything people play anything um i am I, I saw you just saw Bullet Train or like I, I oh was, we've been meaning to like because we saw it on Netflix but we just so haven't good. had a chance. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So good. Very, very action packed. Uh, a lot of confusing. <laughs> David uh, David Leach um, kind of back at it again, doing his thing, doing his Deadpool thing. Um, it feels like a Deadpool movie, like in a way. It's just it's a lot of fun. So definitely cool. Check it. Yeah. That that's next on my list. Yeah. So, what about yeah, you guys? It is, it is sad. What's that? What about you guys? Anything you guys want to recommend? Or uh, obviously, check out Bullet Train. Uh, I picked up the uh, Wall-E 4K Criterion Edition, uh, yes. which is freaking beautiful. I watched it today. Um, these kids said that they didn't see a difference, I but they didn't. didn't they weren't looking for the differences, but um, <laughs> I was not. 
you can totally, I was watching it in all, like I was watching it for the first time. It looked beautiful. Um, I had never seen it in 4K. I know there is a previous 4K out. Apparently it's the same transfer, um, which is good. So if you own the other 4K, it's great. But this one comes with so like extras galore. Um, it comes with commentaries, comes with a lot of cool stuff. So um, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. I think it's on sale on Amazon for like 20 bucks right now. Nice. Can't go wrong. Yeah, or like 21 or 22 or something, but it's definitely worth checking out. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's our show, everyone. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, as always, you can find Christian on uh, Christian Nicorda on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. Yeah. yeah sorry uh, my brain is going like i don't know where my brain is today um all that fun <laughs> stuff you can also find me on there kevin hoskinson on all those things as well um uh, make sure to follow the show make sure to like make sure to subscribe we really really appreciate you guys listening um and taking the time to uh spread the word if you can as well it's the best christmas present we can ask for um yeah. so as always guys uh be safe out there uh, take care of each other take care of yourselves have um, a good time that, have a good time have a good time have a safe christmas we'll we'll, we'll have another uh, episode before christmas uh, releases so uh yeah it'll be fun so thank you guys again for joining us and also don't forget every tuesday we do our something on pastrami.nation.com uh check out their socials we do uh, uh lego podcast as well as a just a regular podcast where we talk about all pop culture stuff i think this week is a lego podcast yes. yes it is so yes. definitely join us tuesday night uh live on actually no this episode will come out after that so um never mind join us the next week for a regular episode of the pastrami nation podcast yes um, but uh thank you guys so much and as always stay nerdy America.